Welcome to the Cosmic Healing Podcast. This is the show for the soul who is excited to welcome in more freedom, abundance, and quantum healing in their life. Hi, I'm Vaughn. My magic is in treating all aspects of this human existence, mind, body, and spirit, because it is all connected. In this podcast, I will be sharing stories of transformation so you can know, witness, and understand what's possible for you too when we play together in the cosmos. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Cosmic Healing Podcast. This is Vaughn and I am so excited to bring you today's episode. I have been really, really curious about numerology and uh, I actually sought out a, a professional, like someone, I, I went really looking for someone that was an expert in this field and she agreed to come on this podcast and we just, we were just going to talk like 30 minutes and it ended up being over an hour, but we cover so much territory. So numerology numbers make up a powerful sacred system that goes back thousands of years. Um, this system involves life path numbers and destiny numbers along other like basic numerology principles and such, um, but they can all be calculated going down into a basic number and each basic number has a certain vibration and a frequency and a meaning to it. So we just go over all the things, numerology, and we even talk about angel numbers and our our birth years. You know, like I always talk about, like I have this theory about the threes, you know, well, like when you're 23, 33, 43, 53, we talk about that. And oh my gosh, we just, it, it was a really, really great conversation. So I'm so excited for you to tune in. And I, here we are. It is the end of 2023, you guys. It is the week of Christmas and I'm just so grateful that, um, that we are here and that we're doing this life together. And I just really am, am grateful. Truly, truly, truly. And just here at the end of the year, feeling especially sentimental and want to share my thanks to you for being on this journey with me and for tuning in to me and with me. And, um, I just, I feel so good about 2024 and especially after this conversation and the, the number representation that 2024 is, is so abundant, so magical, so empowering. So I want you to listen to this conversation and I want you to be tuned in and excited about all the true energy, the energy that these, that this year is bringing with it astrologically and numerologically. Um, all right. So I'll talk to you soon. Enjoy this episode. Bye. Hello, Felicia, and welcome to the Cosmic Healing Podcast. I am so excited to have this conversation with you. I have just been really feeling into the magic of numerology and the language that numerology is trying to communicate to us and through us at this moment in time, especially. So, Welcome, welcome, and teach us all the things. 
well, well, well. <laughs> so that's quite that's quite a uh, an open uh, uh, red carpet right there. So it's really good to be here with you and so and talk all things numerology. So where would you like to start? Well, first, I would love to learn more about you and your journey and what drew you to numerology. Well, that's always the $64,000 question, isn't it? For, especially for people who are listening, who are your, uh, you know, part of your audience, usually it, it, uh, it, it's full of people who are on that pathway, uh, or have already had the inciting incident, uh, to which they are uh, pursuing that and the inciting incident I will, I will say almost a hundred percent of the time is going to be some cataclysmic kind of pain, right. Yeah. Or change or something that is unexpected that makes you, you know, shake your fists at the heaven and what and heavens and wonder, you know, why me and what happened and, and have those questions. So, you know, basically in a nutshell for me, it happened early in the 1990s. And it was precipitated basically by my mother's un, kind of rather untimely death. And that relationship, she she was, um, you know, kind of struggling with mental health. She was uh, alcohol, uh, with alcoholism, other things, and basically was diagnosed with uh, with an inoperable brain tumor that, that uh, metastasized from lung cancer. Mm -hmm. And there were just a lot of things left undone, unsaid, um, she wasn't speaking to me at the time, uh, when she was diagnosed, she wasn't speaking to a lot of people <laughs> that was kind of the, the devolution there. And I was married at that time, uh, in my young thirties, I had children and I was just in this kind of cauldron of, un of unease and of questioning. And then when that happened, it broke everything kind of open for me. And I went on what I call a spiritual gauntlet. I just started reading everything um, and experiencing everything I could about energy, about intuition, about healing, all of those things. And the funniest thing about that is that, uh, or not the funniest thing, but um, or like to give you an example, again, some of you listening might recognize this. Prior to that, I had had a friend who was really into the I Ching and she really always wanted to give me a reading. And I was like, oh, you know, uh. so I finally did. And she was so excited. And she, again, this is when I was in my late twenties and she's like, all right, you, you, okay. Now in order for this to happen, you have to, you, you need to ask a question. And I said, ask a question like what what kind of question a question a question about your life like what do you want to know and i literally was dumbfounded i i had no question right yeah and i look back at that and i reflect on that and it's just the interesting thing about our pathways in life and how those those moments are the point, right? We need to move from those moments into the next moment where we have every question mm -hmm. uh, that could possibly be asked, right? So flash forward then, I actually trained in pranic healing, which was an energy modality, uh, all of that, but I've always been kind of skeptical, practical poly. I have a PhD in theater, uh, but a PhD. So I'm I'm kind of one of those people. I'm, a, I'm more of the creative uh, type. I've been an actor and a director, all of those things, a writer. 
And yet I still thought that there was something kind of missing for me in terms of tool modality sort of thing. And I ran across a book and it wasn't a book on numerology because I would have run screaming with my head exploding from the room uh, or from the bookstore, actually, because literally the cosmic joke is I hate math. Mm. I don't, I, it is my most anxiety producing subject. And to your point, you, at the beginning of your, your intro, you were talking about the language of numerology. And that's exactly what I would call in is that it isn't math. So if those of you are out there going, ugh, I hate math. I don't even want to listen to this. It isn't math. It's very simple, uh, simple math, uh, what it is, but it really is a language. Uh, that we're learning through the through numbers. So I read, I looked at this book. It had some numerology in it. It wasn't all about numerology, and then it just hooked me. I, you know how that is, right? Yeah. Bon, you oh yeah, know, oh yeah. It finds you, yeah. uh, so you can run, but you cannot hide. <laughs> right. And so it found me, and uh, ever since then, I have just been down the rabbit hole uh, with it. And I love using it. You can use it for all kinds of things, but what my gig is, I love human. I love, I love to understand what what humans are all about. That was what drew me to acting, right? So what motivates us? What what drives us? What, wh why are we who we are? Why are we so different? And numerology really offers a grand framework for that. And so that is what I really love to do. I love to, to look at it, to see, uh, to, to look at people and to see what, how it can help people frame who they are and why they're here and what they're, what they're learning and what they're experiencing. Other numerologists might look at it with, for world affairs, for other things like that. You know, yes, I, I can do that, but I don't, it isn't my, it doesn't really jazz me up as much as the, the mano y mano, you know, uh, doing that because for that, we need, uh, someone's full name as it appears on their birth certificate, that is, we're looking at uh, the name and then we look at the current name as well. The first and last that's, that's used, uh, socially. And so we'll look that at that as kind of an overlay of energy that happens, but that foundational energy is going to come from the, the name on the birth certificate and then your, your date of birth. So unlike astrology, where you don't need your name, you, and you, you just need your date of birth place of birth and time of birth. We don't need the place of birth, time of birth. We need the date of birth and name. So, uh, so those are the differences. Often people ask that as well. Yeah. So I'm, I, that's actually the next, the first question that I have for you, like, how does the name have talk, talk to me about that, about the name and the, the numbers, like, how is that how do you get numbers from the name? Okay, so the way that it works here, and just as uh, just as a little disclaimer, or not as a disclaimer, just as an informer, I work with uh, Pythagorean numerology. So that comes from Pythagoras. Um, he's a. I don't know if any of you were paying attention in math class. <laughs> It sounds with, familiar, but yeah, math is definitely right? not. <laughs> I was not, just so you know. Uh, the, the Pythagorean theorem of geometry, it's the same guy, just so you have that, refer that reference point. But he was a Greek mystic, would have been a kind of wild guy to sit down and have lunch with because he was, he was very into uh, astronomy, 
uh, and music. He talks about frequency in terms of the, the, you know, touch tone of life basically. And he is the one who, who we follow in terms of Pythagorean numerology. There are other forms, by the way, uh, Chaldean numerology is a different form, same sort of thing, but different. There's Vedic, there are all kinds of different numerologies. So what I'm talking about is, uh, Pythagorean. And so what, uh, to, to, um, answer your question, what we, we take the numbers one through nine. And once you know the defining qualities of each of those numbers, you can really begin to plug that information in just like code, uh, whenever it shows up. So with that said, we will take the alphabet and place it into, into digits. So a is one B is two. C is three until you hit nine. And like an old typewriter, some people won't even know what I'm referring to right now, but the old typewriter, it dings back over uh, at the end of nine, and then you go back in. So each each letter of the alphabet is given a digit. Wow. Okay. That is amazing. That's amazing. So like with me, my my Vaughn, right? So my V, so what number, how many times, because that's like, how many times does that go through? So it just goes through, it's, it's nine times. So each number you, well, it's a, it's kind of complex to go over. <laughs> right yeah. You're going to go, people listening are going to go, I don't know. I don't so know. You like automatically, you probably already know like the number of vibration that, that, my that v holds and a and u g and, and you add them all together and just like with a birth date that you break down and you add up you're doing the same thing with the name correct so what what will happen is we're getting a little advanced but i'll make it as as simplified so in numerology if you get a you can get a full chart kind of like if you were getting an, an astrology chart. So it's really nice to know your sun sign in astrology, right? Almost anyone, isn't it fascinating that even people who don't believe in astrology know that they're a Sagittarius, you know, or, right. or whatever, they already know that. Um, so uh, numerologically, the life path number has a very similar quality to the sun sign in astrology, if we were going to use a comparison, right? Yeah. And, and, and yet, those who know astrology know that that is just barely the tip of, of any iceberg, right? For your entire astrology chart. Yet, if you're only going to know one thing, it would be that. So it's the same with numerology. The life path number is taken from, uh, from your birth date. So it never changes, right? Unlike your name that can change. Yeah. And, um, and so that, that really indicates what you, what you checked in to do what you're doing this time around, right? It is what you're evolving toward, aspiring toward. And because it's what we're here to do, it is going to be the most challenging thing for us to do. We'll have those innate gifts, those talents, all of that. And yet we're going to have some more intensified stumbling blocks or obstacles or issues related to those key touch tones, those themes, right? And so whenever we're talking numerology, which we will more specifically in a moment, but we're always looking at the optimal and then always know when we're talking about it, that there's going to be the oppositional pull. So if you're here to love and be in relationships, you're going to have trouble there, right? If right. you are 
if you're there, it, right? If you are there to um, to be a leader, you're going to have problems with self-esteem. Okay. Right. right? Yeah. So it's yeah. going to, it's going to, and it's, and it can be overactive or underactive. Right. Okay. So it's a very beautiful way of looking at. So I always like to look at those key themes, those key words, and then you will throughout life. It is never over. Um, you're always going to be learning, learning, learning how to align with the most positive qualities, but we're always going to have to go through the BS of the other parts, right? In order to learn. Yes. That's how it's going to be. Absolutely. So, so with that said, to, to speak to your question, so then there is a number in numerology called the expression. It's also called the destiny number. This is kind of like the rising sign in astrology. And we take that from your full name. We add all of the letters after we you know make them into numbers. And that is going to be your expression number. Then there's a soul urge number that gives you an idea of what your heart desires. And that is taken from the vowels in your name. And then the personality number is taken from the consonants in your name. And then your birthday, of course, is a very important day because we all, we all know our day of birth, right? It's kind of special to us in some way. And that really, um, it offers some really interesting information. Also, there are other, there are all kinds of other aspects and numbers that we can, uh, look at. Um, but those are the core numbers, what you would call core numbers. And then we can look at cycles of time that, that we all go through the most, uh, immediate one that I think if you, if you're only going to know one, just like your life path number, it would be the personal year. It is what you're experiencing most immediately, kind of the theme to your party is the way I like to say it. And uh, from for year to year, it's really, really good to know that because you can make sense of so much and you can optimize it, right? Right. When you, when you know that this is the year for this, but not for that, but yeah. you think you should be doing that and it's not working. Go figure, right? So that's a really important thing. There's another uh, cycle called the pinnacle cycles that are for longer periods of time. That's kind of like a really interesting roadmap to see really what your what your lifelong roadmap looks like. It's really fascinating. And I got to tell you, it is eerily accurate. And I do this, I do this for, you know, as my work and I am still just absolutely flummoxed and I just, I'm just the interpreter. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's really, really fascinating how much depth and breadth of accuracy it has. So, so fascinating to me. I, as you were talking about the, um, life path, I, because as I was reading that, because I haven't really worked with numerology before, right? So I was reading that and I was like, this is so not me because it says you were born with strong business ability. And all of my listeners, anybody that knows Vaughn knows that that is my weakest link is, is to pull all of me, all of my magic into like an actual business that is thriving and supportive and organized. And, um, cause that is my, my weakest link is the lack of organization, the lack of 
of moving forward. And so, of course, when you were saying that, I was like, oh my God, of course, that is my biggest challenge, but yet my purpose at all at the same time. Uh, It's kind of, we have to laugh about it. Okay. Seriously, you, if we can't laugh about all these things, then, then what's the point? Because really, so Vaughn, what I would say, because I did do your chart before we met just to, I always love to do that to get an idea. So what I would say overall is that you, um, your chart is, uh, it, to me, it's just an ass kicker. And, and what I want, tell me more, I mean, just, you know, <laughs> because those out there who know Vaughn, okay. She has an eight, a number eight life path and number eight expression and a number eight birthday. So those are three out of the four core numbers are number eight. And then your solar just a six. So how do we put this all together? So anyone who has more than one of a, a, of a particular number in their chart, that's a, that's an overabundance of that energy. That's a lot. So first of all, it's a lot. Second of all, it means you really, really, really came in to do, to do this thing. And to, you know, so sorry, not sorry. Oh God! Sorry, not sorry. So beautiful. So what does that though. mean, right? Yeah. So the eight in numerology, those out there who do who do not know, so the eight, I call the eight the uh the powerhouse or the material manifester. It is that CEO energy, and anyone who knows anything about numerology will know the eight is the money number. Okay, but I got to tell you, hey, just stick with me. Okay, just hang with me for a minute. It is the eight is learning all about power and empowerment. If you don't get that one, nothing else is coming along. Okay. You're always going to get the, the, the negative pull for that. So it's power and empowerment first and foremost. And I will guarantee freaking to you that you were right out of the shoot with it. I would think with all these eights, you were either in a situation where you were born into a family with money, where it was a little bit silver platter, but you still had a lot of lessons around money and what it meant and everything. But I would dare say, because I really don't know you and we haven't talked about this prior to talking here, I would say primarily what this, what 98% of this would be is not that. It would be the opposite. It would be you're born into a family that's very, very challenging maybe with some abandonment, maybe with some abuse, maybe uh, other things of that nature. We don't need to get uh, super down into it, but you know what I'm saying. Um, And it is asking you to step up or get stepped on early, early and often. The issue here is your soul urge is a six. You're the nurturer. You're this home, family, nurturing, loving, mediative presence. And yet the eight demands that you really, really put on the armor and put on that harder shell. So the thing about the eight, it's the, it is the ultimate of um, feminine power. Mm-hmm. It is the divine feminine, even if you look at that infinity you know, uh, symbol. And it is about the flow of abundance. But I will say it is asking you to make your mark in the material world. 
somehow. But I would think with you, that might also have to do with uh, marriage, with family, uh, with, you know, that sort of thing. Are you married? I don't even I am. know. Yeah, okay. I am married and there I have two children. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and I love that you're, you acknowledge that about the abundance and, you know, the abundance can be money and, you know, family. And, you know, cause when I describe abundance, I mean, abundance is magic and miracles yes. and joy. And, you know, to me on abundance, money's actually at the very bottom of it. <clears throat> but it naturally comes to you when you embody all the other things. Exactly. And as an eight, eights, I swear to you, have an extreme love-hate re um, relationship with money. Yeah, I can confirm and that. Yeah. I would think past lives, some vows of poverty, some other things that may go into that. Don't mean to really slide into the past life thing, but hey, I'm going to yeah. do it anyway. Oh yeah, um, we're we're all about the past <laughs> lives up in okay, here. Okay, good. So uh, with that said though, again, the most, the, the you know, on the optimal elements meant to be an, uh, a powerhouse and influencer, you're meant to take something that is already existing and 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 make it fly mm. right it's like you walk into to to the bank and you become the ceo and you bring the bank to the next level you're not as much of the entrepreneur which is more of the one energy and yet you have the six as your soul urge and the six is super creative um and, and all of that so you have an interesting interplay and balance because the eight is all business but the six is has a lot of uh, magnetism there for business. So it's an interesting dynamic and balance. But um, I would, uh, the eight is either on the, on the, you know, overabundant side, very money focused, all about money, or even think in, in those terms constantly. Like a lot of eights I know will go, for instance, on a vacation and they'll say, oh, we went to Barcelona and I had the most expensive meal I have ever had. It was so amazing. Where somebody else would say, oh, we went on this uh, incredible hike, you know, or we went, it, it like all, always has a dollar sign with it, right? As, as that, just as an example right. of the way that things can, can be thought of. And yet also there is the other side of the eight, which is, is the struggler. Yeah. The one who really struggles with money, struggles with their sense of power, struggles with being a victim to things, uh, in that way over and over and over and over again. And, uh, and the, I, the ironic thing is the eight hates a victim, mm -hmm. like totally. And yet often can find themselves placing themselves. Oh, I never got a break or they, they always get, you know, my, uh, whatever my sibling always gets it so easy or whatever it is, you know? So it's, it's just really formulating. It's all about money, power, control, and authority. So the eight has authority figures out the wazoodle. Either you kowtow to authority or you just are the rebel, you know, with, with your own cause, right? Uh, and it's about control. So you're asking to have self-control, but you're always going to be calling in people and attracting people who try to control you, mm. try to overpower you, try to tell you, dominate you, tell you what to do. And everything and it's constantly so it's interesting how we can begin to look and see how these characters in our drama show up yeah right yes 
Yes, yes, yes to all of that. That is just so amazing. Um, my with my astrologer, she's always told me, she's like, there's so much money in your chart, you know, like you're you're such like queen abundant energy. And I'm like, really? Because it ain't he, you know, like, like call her in for me. Let's have a combo. Where, where, where? And so I always thought that was so fascinating. I was like, I think you might have my my date wrong or like something wrong. My time is something. Yeah, it's yeah. Fascinating I, though. The the astrology and the numerology will always be holding hands. It's right. really remarkable. Yeah. So you know, so knowing that it is it is there for me, right? Like that, that money that's is, is in my chart in astrology and numerology, like it's there, it's available. So it's just a matter of me empowering myself and, and accessing it, taking it, you know, knowing, believing, trusting that it is available to me and actually taking it, letting it into my world and all that stuff. So I just think that is so, amazing and confirming of the challenges like you were describing in the beginning, you know, like it's all a a challenge. It's all there for are are you going to stay a victim to it or are you going to empower yourself and and get to what is rightfully yours, like truly my my birthright, basically, because it's right there written in my coded within my everything. Exactly. And it's all about the aid is all about um, doing and making things happen. Yeah, Um, there are you have some a little bit of the of the magnetic flow with the six, but the eight things I find are not totally easy, breezy, little cheesy. It's one of those things where it's like you want it, you got it's like, I always say it's like, uh, kind of like cosmic boot camp. I mean, master numbers have that same uh, intensity, but it is, it is like you are not training, uh, you're not training for a lighter tour of duty here. You are really being asked to step up, identify what you want and take the steps to get there and to get it rather than wait for it to come and show up, you know, in an delivery from Amazon, you know, I mean, yeah, ex- it, yeah, right? yeah, it's absolutely. just, you, you got to go after it. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of going after it, I, I know you mentioned the, and I can't remember what it's called, like when it's the, the time frame, like the cluster time frame. It It's the personal year or the pinnacles, the pinnacles. Yeah, that's yes. it. So, um, I was reading through my chart and, um, I'm curious because my, the past leading up to, you know, the here and now, you know, this version of myself that I am finally embracing and learning who I am and allowing this part of myself to be, to be period, right. To just capital letters, B E me. Um, it has been the most brutal, um, past, five years, you know, past four or five years specifically, it's been very intense, very powerful and painful, but yet magical and expansive. So talk to me about that, um, that range of the pinnacle and how that works for people. 
Well, the pinnacles are four periods of time. Let me, I've got your current one in front of me, but I don't. Oh, yes, I do. There we go. Hold on. Let me look at it. Let me see what your last. Oh, okay. No wonder. <laughs> there we go. Answered that question. So, um, <laughs> sorry, it always makes me laugh. So here's I, I know, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. That explains it all. Uh, so in any event, the, the pinnacle cycles, I like to uh, describe them as four extended periods of time that we all experience. We just experience them, the timing, the time frame is different depending, we calculate, we do the math uh, based on your life path number. So it really is inconsequential how we get there just so people listening like, okay, that's how that might operate. So um, what these are, are to me, they're kind of like degree programs that we've signed up for, for an extended period of time. And um, they are the building blocks of our life. So we've get the, the first one is the longest and depending on how long we live, this the, the last, the fourth. And then we have two nine year cycles in the middle. All right. So for you, your, your um, dark night of the soul <laughs> that lasted a long time, um, was your, let me look at it here. It was your, um, from, from the age of 37 to 46, and it was a number seven. Okay. So the seven, when it shows up as a cycle of time like this, and you don't have sevens anywhere else in your chart, except for as your maturity number. So it was prepping you it's prepping you yeah. seriously for this. So what does that mean as, as that nine year cycle that was, that kicked your spiritual butt and that was its point. The seven is a, is a time of spiritual excavation of seeking of really, really digging down and doing an amazing amount of spiritual growth that is deep, deep soul level DNA changing. Wow. So it is a time of spiritual growth, but it is slow. Mm -hmm. It is arduous. Mm -hmm. It is incremental. It is where usually it happens because some, something that we would consider a hellacious mm -hmm. happens. Yeah. It could be a health thing. It could be the death of a family member. It could be your anything. I mean, and I, I it doesn't even have to be that severe, but yeah. it, it breaks you open. It also is a time where you're being asked to level your ego substantially and dramatically yeah. during that time and to learn about your connection with spirit yes. and with your trust and your connection with your plan, with your contract, with the flow. And it's going to do everything it can to invite you to learn and specialize in some techniques and some information, right? It's usually when we're called, we would never in a million years read a book on whatever it is, past life regression or energy work or um, I don't know, you know, intuition building, whatever it is, meditation. And yet the, those are the things that usually we, we turn to during that period because nothing else is answering the, the questions. 
You're asking the biggest, biggest questions during this time. And then at uh, in 2020, you shifted over, beautiful year to shift over, just by the way, haha. <laughs> 2020 goes down in infamy. Uh, but uh, from 40, from the age of 46 onward, you're in your fourth and final pinnacle, which is a number nine. So the nine for the for from now until you pass away, yeah. and the nine is this beautiful, it is universal wisdom, it's very creative. It's very uh, often people are called to understand more about humanity on so many different levels. And this could be through international travel. It could be through just more of an interest in that. It's also often people are drawn to the arts in some way, whether as a practitioner or as a benefactor or, you know, something of that nature, but it's about service. It is based in altruism and based in some sort of what I would say humanitarian service, but just something that is serving something greater than yourself. Yes. And it's the perfect alchemy between the eight and the nine. I know a lot of nine life paths, for instance, who are hugely um, philanthropic very charitable. And so, you know, you look at the nine and it's that compassionate humanitarian um, soul. And yet they can, they can have a ton of money because they're doing what they're doing for other people as well. So the money trail kind of follows them because they're very giving and very generous oftentimes. Wow. That is so uh, perfect, right? Like that is so because starting in 2020 is really when I began to um, really embody more of my my gifts and and start sharing them and really working through my own fears of letting go of the I don't really care what anybody else thinks. I am here to serve, you know, like I am here to serve humanity and and in my own ways and gifts and. And just to know that that dark, it's just so amazing, right? Like how you have to go through that dark night of the soul to be able to get to that point of, of service and, and really showing up even through the fear. And because it's just like, it's literally, it's a part of who you are. It's just ingrained in you. It's, it's literally the, the code coded within you of, of, how and when you were supposed to be going through everything. Exactly. And you you made mention at the beginning here of 2023, this year being really hard. And it was it was a master number 22 um, slash four personal year for you, which is a really significant period of this year that was really demanding of you to relook at your life's mission statement and to go more uh, heavily on the side of your spiritual pathway to material gain, however you would like to integrate that more into your, into your life. Make sense yeah. overall? Oh yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So speaking of 2023, um, one thing that really got me curious around numerology and really got the wheels turning was 
I had heard someone say that 2023 was a seven year and that can be a year of spiritual awakening. And the way that I looked at that was no matter where anyone, because for me, I was like, girl, I have done so much work. 2023 is like 2022. I was like embracing like ease and flow. And then I was like, okay, I got it. I get it. This is great. And then it was like, 2023 came in and it was like a freaking punching bag. And so I, I loved it. I referenced 2023 as a seven year, as a spiritual awakening year, meaning no matter where you are on your spiritual journey, it is time for you to awaken to even more. And, and knowing that, that we were being called on a collective level to awaken even more to our spirituality and to our, our true selves and, and everything that is in and around us, you know, to really awaken to truths. Um, gosh, it's been just so supportive and I've been, so what have been, what has been your take on that whole concept of that? Oh, absolutely. Because uh, numerologically, again, I reference the personal year, which is more individual for what each of us, and I can go through that calculation in a second, but I want to reference your point here or your, your question, which is then there is something in numerology called the universal year. And that is what you're referring to. And the math there is so easy. You take the year and you add it together like one little math problem. And then we're always going to be reducing to a one digit number. So with 2023, two plus zero plus two plus three equals seven. So it's a seven universal year. And exactly what you're just saying, it was, it's, it's what we are doing globally. It is the global energy where all of us on planet earth are experiencing this mandate and this energy. Now, the way I like to look at it is that yes, it infuses and it drips down into our daily and yet what I what I would say is also it's more about looking at what's going on globally in terms of politics. What's I mean, wars, um, you know, the disintegration of all kinds of political systems, the, the civil war is almost in the US and we've got other things and we've got actual actual however you want I'm doing a little air quotes here wars uh that have been you know all of that so we are really in this tumultuous ness of looking at exactly the words that you used truth and truths can truth be multiple yes Right. So all of those things, but also it's time to the, this year has been a year to retract and to refine our questions because even, you know, having the, having the experience I've had in academia, really it, it, you, you predicate an answer by asking the question. Mm -hmm. So the seven, right. You usually have the answer in mind. So then you back up from that and ask the question so that you can answer it the way you want to. <laughs> We're so cute like that. Right? Aren't we so cute like that as humans? And so we, um, it really was even attempting to back us out of that even more and ask us, what questions are you even asking? The questions are all wrong, right? Wow. From the, from the get-go. So it's a very deep dive into all of this and just to say nothing is ever 
hard start, hard stop, right? We're always going to be building on and integrating that into the next level, into the next phase and stage. So 2024 is, you'll love this triple, triple eight. <laughs> I was already thinking, I was like, it's wait, an, so next year an is an eight year. <laughs> eight. It's an eight universal year. And, and it's, it's fabulous. Also, I'm not, uh, I'm not an a, a Chinese astrologer, but isn't it the dragon? Is it the wood dragon or the fire dragon or which one? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I did hear it was a dragon year and yeah. It's a dragon year. So it's, it's actually very, again, simpatico with the energy here that we're all, that we're all working with, with these different modalities. We're all saying the same thing, just a little bit differently, which is it's a power year, baby. And it's going to be intense. And just there's intensity underneath it all, right? It's yeah. underneath, it's over, it's by the side, it's everywhere. It is this, this really, this container of intensity where the stakes are higher, things are, and things are going to be moving more globally, I would say, into looking more and more at our financial agreements internationally, globally, how all of this is working and how all of it isn't working. And um and all of that. And it's about power and control. Who's in charge? Right. Who's got the power? Yeah. <clears throat> and that's a big, that's a big one that's been yeah. leading up to. It's like who's grabbing the power ring and who's gonna who's gonna keep it, right? A lot of people are grappling for it. Yeah. Um, and so where is that going to land? So it's very, very much about that global uh energy that we're all contained within. And then I like to look at, well, yeah, we're all saturated in that. And yet also, how is that playing out in your actual daily personal life, which would be more of the, um, the personal year? So I referenced that you had a master number 22 in 2023. Okay. And the way in which you, if you're out there and you're like, how do I know what my, my personal year is? So here's how you, here's how you figure it out. It's really easy. So you take your month of day, uh, your, your month of birth from your entire date of birth is what I was trying to mishmash there in my, my mouth. So you take your, your month and then your day, and then you take the current year. If you want to know it, if you want to know, and then you're adding all that together, little bookmark here. If you want to know, oh my God, 2015 was the hardest year. What was that for me? You could put it in 2015 and then you can reference what personal year that was for you, right? When I first learned numerology, I, I went back through my whole life and mapped out all of my personal years. And it was amazing all the, all the nine to one, it's like these punctuation marks in your life. It's these, you know, these, cause it's a transition time. Right. And so you can map that through your life and make a little bit of sense out of it, if nothing else. So, um, so with, with that said for you, you're born on July the 8th. So, uh, so that's seven plus eight, and then let's do, um, and that let's do for this upcoming year, 2024 is an eight. So you go seven plus eight plus eight. So eight, eight is 16, 17, 18, 90, 20, 21, 22, 23. So you have a 23. And this is where it's a little weird. If you've never done numerology, you're like, now what do I do? Now you add two plus three. 
okay? So 23 is two plus three, and that equals five. Now we've reduced to a one digit number. So this upcoming year for you is a number five. What does that mean? It's taking all of what you put into, into systems foundationalized this year, and now you have something to stand on. And the, the, the basic question is gonna be, what, what does freedom look and feel like to me? right? Yeah. Is it more money? Is it more time? Is it better health? Is it more time? I mean, it's going to be digging into the different levels of freedom. It is a year that is very frenetic and it is in the midpoint of your nine year personal year cycle. And it is a year of change, mm -hmm. big changes toward the end of the year. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta dance with them for the first six months or, or so. And it's kind of like the, you know, all these new things, new opportunities, new people, new stuff. And, and you got to try them, you know, you got to, you know, the, the five is about experience and it's this very sensual adventurous um, energy. It's a really good time to up the ante with your, with date night, with your marriage, by the way, just saying. Good to um, know. Okay. Put it, in, cool. <laughs> put it in the calendar. Um, because it's, it's, again, it's about sensuality. It's about sex. It's about enjoyment. It's about all of those very rich, tactile, experiential things. If you can travel this year, uh, yes, always say yes. It's, it's all of that. And it's about freedom through self-discipline. So it depends on who you are. Some people who are more, um, more have a harder time focusing, let's put it that way find it a, a, a difficult energy and, and need more grounding and it can, they can get to the end of the year and it's like one big hangover, right? Like they, they haven't achieved or accomplished anything because they keep getting derailed or distracted or whatever. Then there are people who the five having choice and having fun is just a totally, that's like not in their world, right? Like, what does that mean? Right. So it's calling them to loosen up, to get to have fun. So it depends on who you are and how you uh, enter into that year, but it is a pivotal year. It's a, a wonderful year for that. It can also bring in every fear yeah. that you- as, yeah. as you're expanding into those yes. new levels of like freedom and and being, it's like, whoa, 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 because it's so foreign for everything that yes. we've ever known. I just think it's so fascinating, the the numbers, how they feed into each other. And it's so much like with astrology, how the signs, you know, the energy of each sign prepares yes. you for the month ahead and, and all that. It's just so amazing how it all is so divinely orchestrated. And I, I say that word, I, I mean, those words all the time. I'm like, it's just like, it's mind blowing how divinely orchestrated our lives and our opportunities for personal and spiritual growth are. And, and it's all there for us. And it's, and it's literally written down for us. Like you, you sent me this printout and my mouth was just dropped open for, you know, I'm just like, 
what? Wow, 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 wow. Like it just makes so much sense. All of the work, you know, even in reference to, you know, the year, the the fact that this was a seven year and all the challenges that came with that. And then, but that seven year was preparing us for an eight year. And then the exactly. eight year is going to prepare us for the nine year, which, you know, you said, you said like um, humanitarian. So it's like, we're going to be um, welcoming in even more um, enlightenment and softness and humanitarian efforts for ourselves. And, and it's all, but we had to go through, you know, all those very challenging years so that we could reach that pinnacle. Right. Absolutely. Oh my God. Well, it's interesting also, because just to give you just like a, a like a moment for each of those, because if you just calculated your personal year and you're like, well, she's in a five, but I'm in an eight, what does that mean? Or I'm in a two. So very nutshelling it. The one is the beginning of a brand new cycle. It is new beginnings. It is Genesis. It is, it is clean slate. And it is where you're planting the seeds that you want to see grow and blossom in the next nine years. Okay. And this, uh, this goes after, again, I'll get to the nine, but this goes after the, the closing out of the year before. So then after the one is the two, the two is a resting point. It's the end of a three-year transition cycle. So it's mostly meant for you to, to kind of hang out and metaphorically watch and tend to the seeds you planted. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? Yes, you're going to have to go in and do that occasionally. Again, you know, do the weeding and do the watering and all of that again to extend that metaphor. And yet, what are you going to do when you're not doing that? Well, you're going to be tending to your relationships, because the last three years have been pretty me focused. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's about relationships. Right. It's also a patience building year. You're, it's going to be hurry up and wait, two steps forward, three steps back. So that is worth the price of admission. If you're in a two year and you are a type A, go, 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 go. And you are so frustrated because nothing is happening. And you're like, this has never happened to me. You can go, okay, here, here's the gig. It ain't gonna, you got to trust the timing. And now what do you do? You network, you find your tribe, you feed your relationships. And that is what the year's energy and it is, it is energy. This is all happening like cell phone reception, like gravity, whether we know it or not, it is there. And it is, it is there to support us, right? If we're tapping into it. So then the three year is about expression. It's about creativity. It is a self-improvement year. If you're someone who is a creator, this is a red letter time for doing your book, your podcast, your album, your whatever, if you are just a regular, regular person, and you don't do that for a living, it's infusing your playfulness, your creativity, it's learning something new, it's just doing things to uh, feel good, uh, and to be playful. And it's a, a time to heal emotional trauma as well, because there's always the upside and then the ooh side. And that would be one of those. The four is more serious, it's more get down to it. It's okay, maybe we can, um, we can implement some of the things that we created in that three year, and we're going to review our life's mission statement. And there are going to be some limitations this year. And it's a, it's a really good year to also take care of your health 
uh, not in a bad way, in a maintenance way, uh, because it's a hardworking year. It's really all about uh, the accomplishment. And then that five year, like we just talked about your five year. So people have that description. The sixth year is, uh, should I stay or should I go? It's all about relationships and it's all about um, family, home, all of those sorts of dynamics. Uh, it can be a very good year for business as well, but mostly it is a responsibilities and uh, home family year. The seven is uh, an introverted year. It's more of that introspective, soul-seeking, uh, gathering information. It's not. It's about planning and organizing, not about doing and not about focusing on uh, really crushing it in your career or in your job or making a bunch more money, that'll happen the year after. And if you keep focusing on that, it will blow back in your face every single time, I gotta tell you. So, um, and then the eight year after the seven, again, now you're kind of the new revised, you got your spiritual stuff all kind of worked out. And now you're on to the beginning of a three-year transition cycle. Okay. And it is about money power. It's mostly, it's mostly about empowering yourself. It's, it's going to be the time that you do concentrate on the money and the, and the career and all of that. The year after that is like, you're letting go of all of that. And you kind of go with the flow. It's a commencement year. It's a graduation. You get to review what you've done in this past, in this past cycle, you get to decide what stays and what goes often that'll happen for you. So it can be very emotional. It can be it can be often marked by transitions like graduations, like births, you know, birth of children. It could be divorce. It could be a death. It could be uh, a, a loss of a job. It could be other things that really push the envelope to uh, to make you transition into something. It's always going to be something much more in alignment with who you're growing into. It's always asking you not to get too comfortable. Right. And because that's where stagnation right. uh, yeah. lives. Yeah. So that's how the whole uh, nine year cycle goes. And it does. It builds and informs um, each year. And then you and then you repeat the cycle again and again. That is amazing. And, and with that cycle, you know, when you're showing up and you're doing the work and then you get to start all over again, that just means you're going into even deeper depths of yourself. So that means it's just going to be even juicier, right? I mean, it maybe doesn't even have to mean it's going to be as challenging because you know, through those other challenges, exactly. you, you've learned the tools and you've learned. How, and so it's not quite as triggering probably, but it lets you go deeper and deeper into your true self. Well, and I will always point out to, you know, your, say your nine personal year in your twenties is going to be different than your nine personal year when you're in your fifties. Right. Right. Or, yeah. you know, any other personal exactly. year, I'm just yeah. using that as, yeah. an, as an example. Right. And so it really is a matter of, you know, where we are in our lives and, and what we're, and what we're, what work we have been or have not been doing. Yeah. Right. Uh, in that, in it's, that context. And that, that's, that's the thing with everything, right? Like we have these invitations, these energies are, are putting these, uh, opportunities for us to heal and grow through. Are we going to allow ourselves to heal and grow through them? Or are we just going to keep resisting and pushing and being victim mode and angry? And, you know, are we going to like, okay, let's just embrace the pain and, you know, go right through it. 
Yeah. And there is something that's spoken by a, you know, a true triple eight, which is that uh, something I will often say about the energy of the eight is that it is pleasure in the pain. Yeah. Because it's almost like the eight is, is the one who is uh, what your personal trainer and you're the one working out right? It's, it's saying, okay, we're getting up at five, we're going to the gym, we're doing the training. And you know that the pain that you experience when you're working out is making you strong. It's Girl, making, right? Yeah. And if, I mean, because you don't know me, the work that I do um, is with my, with my clients, with my people, it is so deep. Like it is, we go into the depths of the soul and, and we go into the depths of the pain. And it's like, I love it. So many people are always like, you are a sick woman, how much you love going into the pain. I'm like, but I love it because on the other side of that is freedom, mm -hmm. you know? And so I just, I mean, you confirming that, that me, I am pleasure in the pain because that is one thing I teach. We get, to, we have to learn how to navigate through the pleasure and the pain because we will always have pleasure. We will always have opportunities for joy, but we will always, always, always have opportunity for pain. Like that is inevitable. So to learn to go through the pain knowing that the, it's the pleasure is right there as well, you know, like embodying all aspects of that, of that, the duality of both of that is literally everything that I teach and preach and try to embody within my own being. And what's fascinating is I was even, I would even say, not say that the pleasure and the pain are separate and that you can, you know, do one so that you can get to the other. I would say with the eight energy, it's more about, I, I don't know if you work out or how much you work out, but you know, a lot of people who work out regularly, if they're not a little bit sore all the time, mm -hmm. they don't feel good yeah. because they know that they're not strengthening they, that, that workout really, they didn't maximize it. They don't want to be paralyzed and can't get out of bed because they're so sore, right? There's a difference. Right, right. They yeah. want to feel, they want to feel every day like there is a little bit of pain that comes from the workout. And it's not pain to them because it's an indicator that they're continuing to grow to strengthen mm -hmm. their their body and everything else. Does that make sense? Oh my God. It's, Perfect sense. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. perfect sense. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, so amazing. And you know, real quick though, so those who are listening, I'm gonna go quickly, quickly through the life path because I think that it would be horrifying for you to listen to this as as someone and get like, well, what about the life path? The most important thing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. What's going on? Um, so how can I, and again, I'll give you just a brief, brief thing uh, about it, just like I did for the personal years. There's so much depth, but it just helps to have a little bit of a moment. And also understand if you listen to this and you're like, uh-uh, that's not me, not at all. Nah, ha, ha. Well, you've got more, you've got just like, um, just like you, Vaughn, yeah. you've got triple. So I've had people who, for instance, um, like have what 
um, there are five life path, which is that freedom seeker that's interest, but they've been married since they've been 21. They've got three kids. They've like everything. They're like, nope, that's not me. But then you start talking and the, you look at the rest of their numbers, which are twos and sixes, which are all home, family, relationship. And yet the five is what they're shooting for learning this lifetime. And then you find out that, that they travel internationally as a family three, four times a year that they do. So they're picking that up in a different way. So all I'm saying is that, you know, just kind of sit with it and don't be reactive. Um, just kind of take it in and then, you know, we'll, we can go from there. <laughs> but if you were to, uh, to calculate your life path number and you've given me permission to use your full, yeah. your mm -hmm. full birth date, you simply take your month, day and the year and you reduce it into three columns here, basically. Uh, there are different ways to do this. You can add it all the long way, or you can do it the way I'm doing it. It gets you the ultimate, it gets you the one digit number is gonna be the same. The two digits beforehand would change. And as you get more nuanced, uh, that will make a that would make a difference. But for our purposes, we're, we're gonna just go for the 101 here. So we're gonna take uh, July, is the month you're born that's a seven it's the seventh month you're you're making it easy because you're born on the eighth mm -hmm. so that's a number eight like say for instance you were born on the 19th it would be one plus nine and that equals 10 and then you're like well what do i do with this this is a 10 you continue to to reduce okay then one plus zero equals one so sometimes you have to do it more than once is what i'm trying to say but um, so seven plus eight, and then if we, this is the hardest math is 1973. So one plus nine is 10 plus seven is 17 plus three, 18, 19, 20, then two plus zero equals two. So then we're going to add those three numbers together to get your life path number. So I, I look at it. The easiest way is eight plus two is 10 plus seven is 17 one plus seven equals eight. So to me, you're, I would look definitely if I were doing a reading with you, because you have so many eights, I would want to know what comprises your eight. And for you, it's the one and the seven, it's leadership and spirituality rather mm -hmm. than a 26, which would be more, more about relationships and home and family and all that. You've got a little bit of that with your six, but it, you can really begin to, to get much more in depth uh, with it if you would like to. So with that said, if you're doing your, if you're doing your math over there and figuring out your life path, I always say, just like carpentry that says measure twice, cut once, um, at, add at least two to three times. Okay. Because if you're off one, you're really off. All right. right so, yeah. um, and also if you get a two as a life path, a four, or a six, I would ask you to also um, look at the double digit before you reduce and also add it the long way. And what do I mean by the long way? In this instance, it would be for you, July is, uh, so it'd be July seven plus eight plus one plus nine plus seven plus three. And then you would get that number and then reduce from there. The only reason I say that is because a lot of times people come to numerology because they find out that they have a master number in their chart, one or more, and that is the 11, 
slash two. So if you get an 11 before you reduce it to a two, that is called a master number and it's not reduced. And a 22 is before you reduce it to a four is a master number and the 33. So 11, 22, 33 are master numbers. And before you get all, all you know, persnookity about it, I always say, be careful what you wish for. Okay. So, um, <laughs> could do a whole other show on that, but I'm on sure. master numbers. Yeah. But anyway, all I'm saying is that some people come to, to come to that and they're like, oh, I feel super special. And it's like, yes, you, you are, but let's talk about it. Right. Um, you got to, again, be careful what you wish for because it's a higher spiritual calling and more challenges. It really is not easy. And it's got a lot of twists and turns. Yeah. <laughs> let's just put it that way. Uh, when you have master numbers. So with that though, the one life path is the leader. I call them the innovative leader. They're here to tap into their, their unique voice, all the I words, independence, individuality, um, me, they're learning about the self and they're usually very creative. They're meant to be productively disruptive. The, the, the flip side to that is they can lack self-esteem, be very codependent and um, not step into it, not step into kind of fade back and, and retract and be, and be angry about it. Right. So, or be very narcissistic also very self-centered can go with those options. Right. But uh, the leaders in the world, the Steve, you know, Steve jobs, for instance, uh, Tom Hanks, um, these guys are one life paths. So two, the two is lover, not the fighter. Okay. The two is the mediator, the peacekeeper, the intuitive. They are the diplomats of the world. And they are about patience, developing patience. Again, they're learning to, um, they're learning to wear the shoes of other people, but not wear those shoes home. Mm -hmm. They struggle with being people pleasers and having zero boundaries and being taken advantage of. They're really their role in life is to learn how to understand who they are and not shape shift to please other people. Okay. The three is the creative communicator. They are all about um, joy, self-expression, uh, everything, expression and communication. They are uh, about joyful self-expression and they are emotionally sensitive. They are the natural performers. They are uh, jacks of all trades, usually very upbeat, witty, funny people. On the downside, they can be the best manic depressives who ever lived. <laughs> Just, I'm a, I'm a three. I, so no, I've got to say. So you're no, speaking they, from experience, right? Speaking from experience because the threes have hold a lot. Their emotion, their, their emotional sponges. And because they're here to use their creative, their creativity to express, usually that comes from trauma and it comes from emotional trauma that is used as their material to connect with other people, either artistically or just emotionally and energetically. At the end of the day, they're here to inspire and uplift and motivate others through their expression in mm -hmm. some way. So uh, because of that, they can be, they can have trouble with depression, with self-doubt, uh, debilitating self-doubt, and with a fear of criticism and also express negatively rather than positively. So the four, the four is the educator, the teacher that rocks solid, tried and true, uh, all about um, seeking systematic processes, stability, security, what could possibly go wrong there. They're very limited. They're, they, they, they get stuck inside their own box. 
of rules and limitations and all of that. They can be very bossy and very stubborn. On the other hand, they are, they, if you want anything done, give it to a four. They are the ones who will go, you know, will do it no matter what. Okay. So the five, the five is the sensuous freedom seeker, fun, fearlessness, adventure. Uh, ex, um, they are all about the experience. So they are the number of excess. They're the escape artists of the world. If they don't want to do it, they they won't, <laughs> right? They're like, they're, their mantra is do not fence me in, do not tell me what to do. And there's, they're the fearless flyers in the world. Again, on the opposing forces, they can be very, they, they have uh, tendencies for addictions, for excesses, for escapes, for self-indulgence, or they can be really, really afraid and really, really fearful and restricted. They're always calling in restrictions so that they can move into freedom. So uh, just so that's clear. The six is the nurturing visionary. These people, the key words are home, family, duty, service, and responsibility. They are um, they are very creative, very magnetic, and they're uh, they're what their Achilles heel is um, controlling perfectionism and judgment because they're the idealists, they're the natural counselors, they're the ones who people come to for support, um, and yet they've got to understand when they can't like control the universe, right? So mm -hmm. that's part of that as well. The seven is the analyst and sometimes kind of reluctant spiritualist. They are, they, these people are kind of like the characters on the big bang theory, right? Uh -huh. um, they, they're very intellectual. They're walking, talking heads, and they're being asked to integrate the left brain, right brain. The, they're, they're the mystical, magical scientists, right? They are, the, they're bridging science and spirit together. They're the specialists. They are, um, they're, they're very much on a different wavelength and they're very misunderstood actually in life. Um, just because they're trying to kind of understand how to deal with emotions. Yeah. Yeah. That makes <laughs> sense. Like, that they're kind of like over there, like those emotions are just messy. You know, I yeah. can't put them in my actuarial table, so I'm just going to ignore them. Uh, and then the eight, the eight is the CEO, the powerhouse, the material manifester, money, power, control, authority. That's what they're all about. They're meant to step into that in the healthiest, most dynamic way, use their power, use their influence to help uh, other people on the highest realm. And yet in the meantime, they're meant to do that for themselves first. And, and like we talked about with you, uh, the, the power and empowerment is if you can't master that at the get go, there's no way to step into the other, to the other part with that. And then the nine, my gosh, it's a very sacred number. These people are old souls. They are the compassionate humanitarian. They can do anything. They're otherworldly uh, as long as it, they're following their heart. As long as it is something that speaks to their heart, they're learning to give and to receive in the world. And they're usually very generous, very giver, very much givers. And yet they can also, again, in the learning curve, um, be very self-centered um, until they learn how uh, to do that. And they can also be very much taken advantage of uh, because of that. And they could be super creative, artistic people, and also super, uh, super spiritual people. I mean, Mother Teresa, Gandhi, Yogananda, they were all nines. And then you have the creatives, these otherworldly people like uh, Jim Carrey and uh, David Byrne of the Talking Heads. You've got 
Prince, Elvis Presley. These are people, if you think about them, you're like, I don't think I want to live with them, but I want what they've got. You know, right. I mean, they're, yeah. they're just so, um, they're, they just bring in something from somewhere else, yeah. right? They really do. Yeah. So those are, those are the one through nine and then, uh, the 11, the 22 and the 33 are different stories, but those are the, the 11 is the, the channel, the 22 is the master builder, master teacher, and the 33 is the teacher of unconditional love. So wow. there, and there are different elements that go with those master numbers. But if you basically know the, the components here, it's just a super wonderful, gentle, non-judgmental tool. Because even when we talk about, oh, addictions, this and that. Yeah. Okay. So we've all got stuff. Everyone's got stuff. So it's a really great tool to self-reflect and to understand what we're working with. Wow. So, so fascinating. Um, I, I do have one question, especially as you were talking about the 11, 11 and, you know, 11 and 22, 33, what, like when it comes to like angel numbers and the, the, how do you feel like the angel numbers and numerology are, are simpatical? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can, first of all, for those of you who are wondering what she's saying, it's like when you begin to see repeating numbers. It could be in the clock. It could be in license plate. It can be in a receipt. It can be wherever, right? Let's say the most common one is 1111. That is the kind of make a wish angel number uh, that that's the most popular. And a lot of people see that. Well, the 11 in numerology is very, again, it explains the, the message and the code. So even if you, for instance, look at 1111, uh, it looks like two doorways, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It signifies that. And it basically offers you energy again, like I referenced before, it's not just, it's not just talk, right? It's, we're not just blah, blah, blahing it. It actually is energy in the universe that is, that is formulating right there, right then for you to really stop and to set your intentions like through that portal, because it is supportive energy. And it's, I always say to stop if you see 1111 and think about what you were thinking about right when you saw it, because it's a really interesting reflective tool. Were you thinking about um, that new project that you were, you know, getting excited about, or were you thinking about the fight that you had with your husband, right? You know, what is it? Usually it's going to be the, the, the project yeah, <laughs> that, you right. know, usually <laughs> that's, what's going to, but if it isn't, you got to go, oh, I got to clean this up. I got to clean up my thoughts because as we all know that our thoughts create our reality and thoughts are things. And I mean, even if we think about the buildings, the house that you're sitting in was, was someone's idea and it was put on a piece of paper like it was their visual concept. When where does that come from? Right. It's yeah. just nowhere, right? So it's fascinating to even think about it, putting that into material reality. And yet to take that further away, let's take it away from the 1111. Let's see, you see um, um, what? One, two, three, four. Let's see, you see two, 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 or five, 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 or four, 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 or something like that. 
So for instance, so when you begin to understand numerology, you can plug in the meaning of the, of the number whenever it shows up. So if you're seeing two, 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 it means you need to have patience. And it means it also talks, right? And then, it, and usually you're working with something that's trying your patience, that you're really frustrated. It can also be a time when you're struggling with a relationship and wondering what to do. And it can be a supportive thing for you with that. 444, it's your, you know, the, the, the angels that are telling you, you know, to don't give up now. Usually we see 444 when you're like, screw this. I am done. I am over it. I am not even going to, uh, whatever it is. And the message is, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. You've worked on this so long. Just stick with it and it will come to fruition. But you got to, you got to stay the course. 555 changes. Changes are coming. Uh, for you, all of those sorts of things. What's really fun is, uh, for instance, my older daughter, who, you know, she tolerates having a numerologist as a mom, but, and she's, you know, whatever, but she, she would say, she said to me, and she believes in it all, but she also sometimes a couple of years ago, she's like, oh, mom, geez, what is going on? I just keep seeing repeating numbers everywhere. And I said, well, which one? She's like, I don't know. Just they're random. Like I'll see one, 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 or I'll see two, two, you know, two, 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 or I'll see one, two, three, four, or I'll see whatever. And in that case, to me, it's your cosmic support team, your higher self, your guides and angels, however you would like to, you know, whatever wording you like. And they're, they're just trying their darndest to get your attention. They're Amen. just, yeah. they're just saying, we are here, we are here. It's like Horton hears a who, right? Remember that yeah. old yeah. thing on that dust bag? We are here, we are here, we are here. And they're they're reminding you that the, you're not alone, that they are here to support you, but they can't intervene. They they have to have communication with you and you have to initiate it, <laughs> right? You have to initiate the, the, the conversation and the connection and the relationship. Right. So they're asking you, so they're like doing their, their dance, their dance party, when at least you're beginning to notice, right? They're just, they're just, they're yeah. just shotgunning it. They're throwing <laughs> spaghetti at the refrigerator for you, right? They're like, hello, anything, anything, just anything. And then they can begin to refine it after that. Right. Oh, so once they get your attention, then they can start actually using the code to communicate. It's kind of like Morse code. Hmm. You walk into a room, Morse code is going, you don't know Morse code. You just walk out because it's static and it's bothersome, right? And it's an yeah. annoyance. If you walk into the room and you know Morse code and you hear it, you can write down the message. And you could understand the information right. that is being given to you. So that that to me is the very basic of what the repeating numbers have. In, so it's a whole other world. It's right. I mean, it's just a whole other world when you're keyed into that. It can be so much fun. And it reminds you that this is all just kind of a funny game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yes. I, I love the way that you use the word code, you know, because that, that there's like information, there's coding within, and it just brings it right back down to the very beginning of this conversation, which is 
each number has a, a code and a, a message and energy behind it. And so yes. understanding what each number holds, that frequency that it holds and learning to play with it and and be with it and understand it, then it's like it opens up this whole world. Yeah. And I love when you say that because it is, you know, to go back to Pythagoras, it is vibration and it is frequency. So even if you think of like uh, Solfregio, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, but the the megahertz of, of vibration, you know, you can go on YouTube and listen to music that has specific vibrational tonalities and it will do certain things. I mean, you can do scientific research where it shifts the, the anatomy of water, you know, or, or a plant will grow, you know, a different way with, with listening to this frequency. And again, once you begin to integrate all this understanding about the two holds that frequency of love. Yeah. And of that, and the one holds the the frequency. So it, it, it's all, it all is again, the same thing, only how we access it and how we begin to comprehend it is different for each of us. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Okay. I do have one other question I'm curious about. I have this theory that because I work with women at different ages and stages, I've noticed this pattern that like when people are like 23, 33, 43, 53, like something about those three years that are, what's behind that? I have my theory, but I'm curious, like from your numerology expertise. The three is the, the Trinity. Mm. The three is the number of creation. Okay. And I was even listening to something uh, from a, a, a guy who channels and he was talking about how we always think that the world operates in polarity, right? In positive and negative, but that really isn't true. It, that, because that's just two freestanding things that don't stand, right? right it yeah. actually is the triangle. It is, that is the ultimate essence of, of the universe and the way in which we operate within it which means yes we have positive and negative those are yet the the bottom form is neutrality or or the basis from which each splinters off right so there is there is that different dynamic that is a very interesting thing so with that said i mean we could go down that that deep dive for as long as we wanted to and yet to speak to your question like the 33 is the christ number that's when Christ died, apparently. So the threes are, um, they're, they're turning points, I find, age-wise, just like what you're observing, um, in terms of regeneration and recreation of self. Yes. Yes. Yes, that is what, yeah, it's like, I feel like your soul has been preparing you for that three birthday, right? And wherever you're at along that journey, when you're approaching that three year, like for me, 43 was like hugely awakening for me because I feel like I probably ignored a lot of the science because you said my pen, that no. nine year pinnacle year, I, I ignored those signs leading up to 43. And so for when 43 came, it literally like 
not. It was a sledgehammer. Baby. It was a sledgehammer. And then, you know, and then you said to 46 and honestly, 43 to 46 were incredibly like uh, the deepest of my dark night of the soul, you know, and then on the other side of 46 is really where, you know, where I entered into that new pinnacle. Began to breathe differently. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so I just, feel like it's so fascinating. Like with this three year, it's almost presenting you this opportunity. And if you've been doing the work leading up to that three year, then, then like, it's like, okay, you know, maybe it won't be too abusive, but if you've been ignoring it, it's literally going to flip your world upside down. Absolutely. And what I find it's also fascinating is to, to really begin to truly understand that everything is cycle and everything has a season because especially in, in our country, the United States, we are so into one speed on the accelerator. And I think that's one of the things that is beginning to dissolve and deteriorate is to understand that we cannot do this. And I, I was, I even saw something the other day about some experiment. It was kind of a cruel experiment in my opinion, but someone took a couple of redwood trees, those huge, beautiful redwoods, and they put electrodes in that stimulate the vibration of like adrenaline, like a productivity and, and put them there year, year, year long. So they didn't get the hibernation winter period and they died like these trees within uh you know within a couple seasons they 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 rotted from the inside out wow and it's it's really a reminder that we all are in the we are creatures of nature and the the amount of stress adrenaline everything that we are have in, you know made our normal world is again, I feel like becoming something that the seven universal years, like, Ooh, is that a, let's re let's even re retool this question. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that to speak to your point is that so many of us, so many people are reevaluating every aspect of identity, of value, of belief, of all of it right now, um, overall. And again, these are simply tools that can um, support us to do that as we're doing that. Well, Felicia, I cannot thank you enough for this incredibly informational, educational, magical conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. And thank you for doing the work you're doing. You know, it's in your nine pinnacle. Yes. <laughs> I'm embracing it. I'm owning it now that I know what's happening. <laughs> exactly. Um, so please tell us where we can get to know more about your offerings and how to work with you. Absolutely. Simply go to my website, kind of the portal of all things numerology. It is FeliciaBender.com. And I do offer everything from free articles, monthly forecasts. There's a calculator there for life path, for personal year. So all of those free resources for you. Uh, I also, of course, offer sessions and online classes. And um, I do also have a certificate. If you're really geeking out, uh, I have a certification course as well. So just go take a look and see if uh, something jumps out at you. 
Oh, awesome. I'm kind of geeking out. I'm not going to lie. Like my wheels are turning. I'm like, how amazing this could be because I've been so fascinated to incorporate this knowledge because honestly, astrology, uh, it's too much for my brain to comprehend, but I feel like I could comprehend this and help people understand why they're going through what they're going through and then be able to support them through it. Absolutely. And I work with a lot of people who do use this through, you know, as coaches, as therapists, as, you know, hairstylists, I mean, your hairstylist is your therapist, right? Right. I mean, absolutely. and they they love being able to, to, you know, do that that guidance and that wisdom. And that, because if you're of a servant heart, you know, like if you're really here to serve on a, on a level, this is so like such amazing information. So I am thrilled to go check out your website and I'll make sure I have everything in the show notes. And again, I'm just really, really appreciative to your time and your energy today. And, and so excited that we are now connected. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, you have a wonderful day and we will talk to you soon. Thank you everyone for listening. Bye. I am so grateful you played in the cosmos with me today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a review so other open-minded souls can come along this quantum healing journey too. I am most active over on Instagram. So come find me at Vampiro and say hello. Talk to you soon.